Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Hey there, this is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I do want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me. We might be going around the mulberry bush, but we've got a really good Wisdom Smack today to learn how to be fluid in being able to be abundant and to clear out all of the stuff that no longer serves you. So if you will, Be willing to expand and grow and allow yourself to be free in your ability to be inspired as we talk about a matter of fluency. Stick with me. I'll see you on the flip. Hi there, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I'm going to ask you to come with me, be a little, you know, more flexible and open to receiving insights of what you might get as we have our little conversation today. So I'm going to tell you the inspiration for uh, this matter of fluency actually came from a training that I was doing, uh, and we were talking about marketing, marketing influence, and the like. And when I was going over some of the found contemporary foundational elements of influence and marketing, consumer behavior, and the like, for the purpose of selling your goods and products and services, what I didn't see, I didn't see how, uh, op- I saw an opportunity, but I didn't see how they could have gotten, I believe, a lot more out of it by looking at the etymology of the uh, part of the word fluence. And so a matter of fluency is something I believe that is a great wisdom that we all need to be reminded of, especially in the now and in today. And the reason why is because when you have a lot of information coming at you, you have a higher uh propensity or ability to get a lot of conflicting information, erroneous information, and information that can cause you stress. And now more than ever, we need to be able to not uh, put ourselves in a, in a position to cause any additional stress. We need to be able to be as fluid and languid as we need to, to make it through these rough times. Um, I almost, every time I think about facing the day ahead, I sometimes uh, see myself like that blow up character in front of car dealerships that, you know, however the wind blows, I do my little dance, I get fluent and uh, fluid and I keep moving and I, I, I 
make it to stand once more once the winds blow and and do their best, do their darndest. And that's what I'm really asking us to do. So let's get into it. So the first thing is, is I want to go back and look at the part of influence, uh, the root word, which is fluence, where we get the word flu, uh, uh, fluency and even fluid. And so it means to flow freely. So if you ask someone if they're fluent in a certain language, that means that they're able to converse using that language in an easy manner without obstruction. If you think about fluid, when you are wanting to use it, it is a flowing liquid that's only impeded by the container that you have it in or going to put it in and gravity. So it's able to move with ease. But guess what? When you know it, when you go and you look at the original of fluence, oh, you start to get some weird stuff. And what you get is in addition to what I just said about flowing freely, being a fluid, back in the 16th century, lo and behold, there's a little thing that says that fluence can also be, are you ready? Hold on to your seat. It can also mean mysterious, magical, or hypnotic power. Now, I'm going to tell you where that came from in just a second. But let me just, let me, let's marinate on that. I sat there and I was like, what? Mysterious, magical and hypnotic power. So the word influence has its origins in something that was only described as mysterious, magical and having a hypnotic power. Isn't that something? Now, fluence is also, let me make sure I don't exclude some of the other things because fluence in um, some of the other disciplines, and we'll, we'll make sure that where appropriate, I will uh, address those, um, can also mean things uh, in the scientific world uh, where protons and particles come about, uh, but that is in, in use for that specific application. So I didn't want it to um, seem like you know, we were ignoring that. But yes, so fluence is uh, also used in uh, the bioengineering realm as um, a uh, way of articulating radiant exposure and a whole bunch of different things that I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's like protons and neutrons and all this other stuff that that's not what we're going to be using it for that application. Okay. So anyway, Going back to fluence, influence, and all of that, uh, when I started delving into this, I went back and I was like, okay, let me go and look. So if you go back to the etymology of uh, fluency or fluence, which became fluency. So what we call fluency today used to be called fluence. And from the 1620s, which would have been the 17th century, it meant abundance. It meant smooth and easy flow. It meant uh, to flow freely when you were thinking of water. Um, also, it meant the ability to be nimble with the use of your words. So think about that hypnotic power, magical, mysterious, you know, so lax or relaxed, uh, flowing. Uh, it went, uh, it could be 
when you're talking about water, it could also mean to flow, a stream, to run, or even to melt, uh, to swell up, uh, overflow. And when uh, thinking about it from the Latin, it was flumen, which also meant river. And in the Greek, it was fluin with a PH that meant to boil over or bubble up or flynn to abound. And it uh, continued to interchange between talking about a movement in general and then movement of fluid and especially waters. So it meant changeable, not rigid. All right. So put a pin in that because when I also went back and y'all, I know I sound like a geek right now, but please, please, please do not shut me down when I'm preaching good. Because when I went back and looked at the actual word influence, the one we are talking about right now, as early as the late 14th century, which would have been the late 1300s, influence with the N in front of it, which actually meant um, including or going in, uh, the influence was, are you ready? It meant it was an astrological term that meant it was streaming ethereal power from the stars, where in certain positions acting upon character or destiny of men. I'm going to say that again. Influence used to mean that it was from a streaming ethereal power from the stars, where in certain positions it could act upon the character or destiny of men. It also meant that it was an emanation from the stars that acted upon one's character or destiny. And that was from the 13th century. So as early uh, as the 1200s, they were using the word influence and they were meaning it to have some deatific effect on your character and on your destiny. And it went on to say it could mean a flow of water, meaning it was flowing in, or it uh, meant that it was to flow into, stream in, pour in, uh, pour into, on, or upon. And don't worry, there is a point to all of this. And you know what? I'm not going to even say that because y'all ride with me daily. You know how we do around here. There is a method to this madness, all right? So a matter of fluency means that you have to realize that this is the part of us where we have the ability to be lax and relaxed, not just because we want to say that, but because in that state of flow, we're able to get that streaming ethereal power from the stars where they can act upon our character and our destiny because we are fluent. We are fluid. We are able to receive, to be poured into and uh, to be poured upon. And when I looked at that, I was like, wow. Usually, when I think about influence, it's usually something that's manufactured from ourselves and uh, done to other people. But when you really look at the birth of the word and even what it means today, because influence means simply the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something 
or the effect of that. Meaning that it doesn't have to be emanating from you. It can be emanating through you. And I was like, oh, that is so good. And and I'll say, I needed that. I needed that because I don't know about you, but it's hard to uh, always try to generate your own power. Sometimes it feels good to know that you can be a conduit uh, for things to help you out, flow through you and, and make you and everyone around you the better. But I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to make sure that before I move on to that next part that I've covered everything I wanted to say. So have you ever heard the term under the influence? And it did not click until I was doing this study uh, uh, for myself and was starting to get these wisdom smacks. And under the influence, usually in the Western culture or society that I'm familiar with, under the influence is a term to denote that you are under some type of inebriation. You're under the effects of uh, alcohol or drugs. And if you will be so kind to to expand your mind with me, isn't it something that they call alcohol spirits and drugs are pharmacia or sorcery? Yes. If you go uh, back through where uh, the term of medicines and those types of things, they were attributed to the product of sorcery and pharmaca, pharmacia and those like were put back into, guess what? The mysterious, the magical, and that that has hypnotic power. And so to be under the influence was to have this mysterious, magical, hypnotic power affluence acting upon you. And I was like, mind blown. Thank you. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh. So then, of course, I wanted to go and pull back up the stuff that I had been training to my students and looking at it with a, a, a new light. You know, I could feel the wheels of synthesis happening. And I am so excited when that happens because I don't know about you, but I love it when I get a chance to learn and uh, see something in a new light and get a whole new level of reality opened up to me. So like I said, I went back and I started re-looking over uh, types of influence, the movements of influence and the like. And so just really quickly, just if y'all are humoring, the business side of marketing and influence, I'm just going to quickly go over these because you can't cover it all. And there's so much that you could cover. Well, from his famous book, uh, Persuasion uh, by uh, Dr. Robert Caldini, he came up with the six principles of influence. And those six principles of influence are reciprocity, commitment slash consistency, social proof, authority, liking, and scarcity. And even if you don't think you know what these are, you do. So real quickly, reciprocity. Reciprocity is just like it says, quid pro quo. I give you something, you feel obligated to give me something back. That's where we get trial sizes, samples, and um, coupons, free giveaways. When you go to Costco or Sam's and you see the little machine that gives you a single-use packet of a detergent or a, a, a snack of some sort, they are using reciprocity because when you give someone something, 
instead of them just being okay, they now have this sense of obligation to return a favor to you. So that's one of the the universal laws, principles, whatever you want to call them of influence that Dr. Caldini talked about. The next one is commitment slash consistency. And the thing about commitment slash consistency is that we don't like to uh, not be able to be counted on. We don't like it when things are stop and start. We are creatures of habit and structure. And so when you have commitment and consistency, you'll notice uh, in uh, a lot of uh, uh, print ads and even in expression, a company will tell you or you'll see established and they'll have a, a date or they'll say celebrating this amount of years of being in business or how many generations. They'll also talk about voted the best this or that and they'll tout the accolades of their commitment to you as a customer and how they are proving that they're going to be around. They're going to be consistent. They're not going to uh, be a fly fly-by-night kind of operation. And that is because we crave that. And subconsciously, that is part of an influence acting upon us to give us a favorable viewing of that company or that person. The third one that I I said was social proof. Social proof is going to be testimonials. It's going to be reviews. It's going to be unboxing videos and uh, try-ons and, you know, shopping halls where people Go and buy something, you try it on, and then tell you what it feels like and all of this. And the social proof comes from the fact that we are more apt to take the plunge to do something, to buy something, to try something when we see our peers or those that we feel are highly relatable or that we are uh, we look up to. If there are a lot of people that seem to be like you, saying, yeah, I got this, it was fine or whatever, then that social proof is going to help to sway you to take the plunge as well. And that brings me to authority. Authority. We, for the most part, when we are indoctrinated as little children of how to be, how, how to have social graces and how to be good citizens, our civic duties and the like, we are all taught to respect authority. And that authority is not just for the punitive laws of people who can do things to you for pain. No, we tend to like authority by way of expertise, learning, respect, and uh, uh, glamorizing. So uh, there's a reason why celebrity spokespeople do so well with selling and hawking products to you. You know, you might not have thought that you needed this particular insurance, but because Dennis Quaid said that you need this insurance and he's the spokesperson for it, or the other um, uh, times you've watched something and never considered that maybe I should get that whole life insurance or whatever it might be, um, the the uh, motor, the scooters and all these kind of things that you see celebrities doing uh, commercials for. We they do that because they actually get, I believe, a two for one on that one. They represent a bit of authority that's not punitive, that doesn't remind you of any kinds of uh, possibilities for punishment. We admire them and they're likable. 
And that brings me to the next one, the liking aspect. When you have someone who is likable, they tend to sway. This is where we get a lot of influencers. And so, yes, celebrities used to be the top ones that you would think about when you were thinking about this particular principle. But now with the liking, this is where we actually get our influencers. And that's because they start off as colleagues and comrades on the same level with us. And because we grow to know, like, and trust them, they become likable and we value what they say about a product or situation or the like. And then the last one in the list, but not in any particular descending order, is going to be scarcity. And yes, you definitely know this one too. That scarcity is something. They will tell you, well, we only got two more left in stock when you go to Amazon. They're like, you better hurry up and order soon. Or there's a time clock on you when you go to get your Ticketmaster tickets. Yeah, I know we haven't been able to go to anybody's concert in a while and we might not ever be able to do it again, but you remember... (laughs) You know, when they give you that nine minutes to make your or uh, to get your order or lose your tickets, that's a form of scarcity because we have a fear of missing out. When we are told that there is a limit and that we might not be able to get something, it causes a sense of urgency within us to get us to act and move. And so those were some of the traditional uh, influential factors that uh the average basic marketer knows, right? So then I was talking about some of the types of influence that we use. And so there is overt, covert, and subliminal. And with the overt, of course, that's going to be the obvious blatant persuasion. When people show you something and they, they, then they say, buy it, you know, buy it now for this amount, that's overt. The covert is going to be as, you guessed it, it's going to be hidden, and but it's going to have some kind of effect on it that stirs your senses and your behavioral leanings toward it to make it make you more favorable to get it. It influences, you know, I hate to use the word to define the word, but that's what the covert influence does. But oh, that's subliminal. And that subliminal is where we find ourselves looking at the full force and power of that root word of fluent and fluency. Subliminal is where you get a suggestion with an action command. So subliminal, like um, read this book now with an exclamation point. Or you can even say things like, you should try this today. Those are subliminal commands. and some people might argue that that they are over if you know what you're looking for. But a lot of times things happen in plain sight that people aren't aware of. So those are some of the types of influence. And so as I was going through these with my students and talking with them, I didn't talk to them about this, but I started going back and reviewing the movements of fluence. And so most of the movements of fluence that we are familiar with today they usually talk in regards to water. And I will just tell you, water is a symbol for emotions. Water is a symbol for the subconscious. It's a symbol for our relationship 
between ourselves with ourselves, ourselves with environment, with others, and with um, the planet and the world. And let me just say, there is a difference between the planet and the world. The planet is that tangible firma, that terrene. It is Mother Gaia, Mother Nature. It is the animals, the grass, the rocks, the waters, all of that. That's planet. But then with world, world uh, would be our thinking, philosophies, our social construct, our idea of time. It is all of that that happens in the ether, in our minds, in our conscious and subconscious, and the agreements that we make with ourselves and others to live in this shared reality. So it's a difference. And so looking at these movements of influence, I mean, excuse me, affluence, I noticed something. So Influence, as I said before, means that it's the capacity to have an effect on your character, your development, or your behavior. But isn't it something that the other three, because there are four of them that are mostly well known, of the other three, two of them talk about water or bodies of water, and only one of them is in the same realm of influence. And of these, influence is the most popular. Now, effluence is not so popular because effluence is F, E-F-F is the same as E-X, meaning out. So effluence means that it's a substance that flows out of something or an action that flows out. And it gets a bad rap because they've taken effluence and in today's world, uh, effluent is wastewater or sewage. Poo, poo water, that's not good. (laughs) So it got a bad rap. But when you look at the movement of it, it means that you can have someone's effect or whatever, it can flow out of you. You can push it out. You can have an effluence of uh, unwanted persuasion that you push out of you. Then the other one that talks about water is confluence. And with confluence, it is an act or a process of merging, especially when you're talking about two rivers that have a, you know, approximately equal width. So it's a commingling. It's a coming together. And it actually says that when in the 15th century, when the word first started being used, when they talked about confluence, they talked about a flowing together. Especially talking about two or more streams. Now, remember, fluence can be fluid, melting. It can be um, uh, abundance, a stream. And so all of these words intermingle with being flexible, with being uh, lax or relaxed, and with a free-flowing. Because if you notice, none of these talk about any kind of impediment to their flow. And then the next one that is closer to influence is going to be affluence, A-F-F, affluence. And that's the state of having a great deal of money or wealth. And this is the one that everybody wants. But if you go back and look at the etymology of it, it simply means a plentiful flowing and abundance supply. And it goes on to talk about how it is a flowing toward. Now, of all of these others, none of them, including uh, 
influence talk about uh, a flow in um, any direction except for together or outward or just in perpetual motion. Affluence is the one that talks about it flowing to you. And so it means a flowing toward. It means abounding to become rich and copious. It's that notion of a plentiful flow that gives you gifts of fortune. Therefore, that's where we get wealth and abundance of earthly goods when we talk about affluence. And so looking at the movements of fluence and looking at thinking about the waters, the wisdom smack came to me that we need to learn from the water. And if you are finding yourself in these days, you're feeling uh, parched, dry, depleted worn down, that means that it's time for you to become rehydrated. And that rehydration is to become flexible again, malleable, uh, open to new expressions and ideas to allow that mysterious, magical, hypnotic power of the fluent and the um, the fluid, uh, the fluency of abundance to come toward you. And it is all around us, it's simply that you once you become aware of it, you're able to funnel it to you. And so most people have been so busy trying to be influential so that they would have a sense of uh, effect on others that they didn't realize that influence did not mean that they were supposed to be doing all the action. It simply meant that there was some kind of ethereal power from the stars that could work through you to work on your character and your destiny. And because of this mysterious, powerful, hypnotic power working through you, you would become affluent where it would start to flow toward you as well, abounding in rich, copious, uh, earthly possessions and goods. And the effluence was always there to wash out that part that you no longer needed. And if you needed more help, there was a confluence of two different streams, meaning acting and working with others to be influenced by them so that you could all be in um, uh, affluent and understand how to flow and how to grow. And so I know that I spent a lot of time talking about the whole idea of fluence and principles and all of that. But if you don't get anything else, let me just say this, that at this particular time, I want you to learn to be fluent, to be open to uh, the expression of however your environment wants to move for you and through you so that you can be replenished, you can be made whole, and you can have the power to do what you can so that you can continue to move forward. And don't forget, there is a reason why they talk about effluence as affluent wastewater sewage because you got to push out a lot of that crap that no longer serves you. So really quickly, as I my time is basically gone, movements of fluence. Understand that if you want to do better, if you want to uh, become uh, able to flow in blessings, if you will, 
make sure that when you're trying to be influenced, you allow uh, the good beneficialness of the universe to flow through you. Make sure that you be affluent to push out that which no longer serves you. And when you need help, be confluential to work with others of like mind so that the affluence of all of this will flow toward you in abundance. So guess what? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.